Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. This is your host, this and every episode, Jamie Rodriguez. Before we get to today's amazing guests, I just want to wish everybody a happy new year. Please stay safe. Uh, apparently, this new Omicron variant is uh, spreading quite rapidly. Maybe some of you have been affected by it or know someone who's been affected by it. Please do stay safe. Uh, please uh, just, you know, stay healthy, everybody, and, uh, and take precautions because health first, we're going to get through this. We thought we were through it. We had a, you know, another curveball, but we'll be through it and, in, and enjoying music and real life in no time. So just stay safe. Now, today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, unbelievable band, country rock band, guys, but really unique. In a short time, they've really established themselves as critical and fan favorites, and it's for a reason. Their sound is really, really unique. It just has the best of rock, has the best of uh, country with really deep and interesting lyrics. Their name is The Brethren. Now, why are they called the Brethren, guys? Well, how about this? The band is composed of four brothers, so two sets of two brothers, which is already crazy, because whenever there's a band with two with, with two brothers, that's already wild. Now, there's two of them in here, and not only that, but they're from the same small town in Oregon, guys, and we're talking about Chad Chapin, Grammy-nominated drummer, 12-time BMI Music Award winner, including the BMI Song of the Year. His uh, brother, Lonnie Shapin, Grammy and Dove Award-winning bassist and Gospel Music Hall of Fame inductee. And now we have Casey and Corey Purnell. Also incredible accomplishments in their own right. Casey, for example, has um, produced and recorded for artists like uh, MTV's uh, Danity Kane, Thunderstorm Artis of The Voice, a friend of our show. Corey also, um, you know, lead singer of Precious Bird. The, the great band, and he's written songs for artists like Steve Fee and Bex of Danity Kane. So imagine the, it's, it's like a super group, if you will, the Avengers of, uh, of singing, songwriting. Two great sets of brothers, love to have them on the show, you know, and, and we're also going to get a new, a great performance of their, of their single Chevelle. So just make sure you tune in to that, guys. So Corey and Lonnie are here with us, and they are going to share with us how the band came to be, the secret to keeping things professional, and a lot more. So for more information on the band, check www.wearethebrethren.com. And without further ado, here's The Brethren on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, Jaime? How are you guys doing today? So good, man. man. How Great. are you? Good, man. Thank you guys for joining us. Are you guys here in California? Oregon. Oregon. Love it. Love it. Love it, guys. But yeah, guys, I mean, loved getting into your music, you know, for the past week or so in research, I mean, kind of crazy to me, guys. Two sets of brothers making such great music. It just blows your mind, right? Yeah, uh, we're having a blast. It blows our mind, too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, think about it, guys. Isn't it something of a miracle? I mean, when two guys born into a family actually can write and perform music together, then you put that two of you. I mean, like, am I right or am I wrong? It's almost a miracle, right, guys? It is. And from the same very small town in Oregon as well. 
that's insane. Yeah, that's and, yeah, and for each individual guy, you know, uh, to be able to play the instrument that would make actually a band together, right. you know, out of the same small town in the mountains in Oregon, um, and then all be writers and performers together, you throw that in the mix, and it's just like, man, we, we've just never really seen anything like that before. And it's crazy how much people love hearing families sing and play together throughout the history of music. There's just uh, something special about it that you can't produce with just uh, another group of people that aren't, aren't blood related, you know? Yeah, yeah, that makes completely sense, guys. And But yeah, I mean, look, the story of the brethren, I mean, it's it's just there's so many angles guys I, I we just couldn't believe it i mean there are very few brothers and and look the way i look at it the the four in the band you know because there's two two pairs of two siblings like you said you feel each other you know kind of missing parts you know lonnie you can play bass chat no interest in bass but they can play drums yeah. casey and Corey write the songs i mean what are the fucking odds because it's one thing that kid richards and Mick jagger kind of like found each other but born in the same family that's insane yeah yeah. And I mean, just the story alone for us when we started this then we thought, man, that alone is intriguing to people and intriguing yeah. to us alone. Even if the music sucks, people would still listen to it, I think, just because of the story, yeah. you know. But lucky for us, the music doesn't suck. Yeah. So, no, great music. Absolutely. No, it's fantastic music. Um, but yeah, guys, and, and let me ask you about this, because I always think about the guys in Oasis, right? And they can't get along. You know, and it's legendary that like the Black Crows, like the Robinson brothers, you know, they, they reunited, but they couldn't be in the same room together for a while. Yeah. Why do you guys think that it's so hard for artistic brothers sometimes to kind of like have it together? Cain and Abel, man, it's the age old story. I think there's just you sort of born competitive with one another, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's it goes back to, to, you know, wrestling in the house and that type of stuff. And, you know, it's just the childhood stuff. Yeah. Sometimes people don't deal with. I like to think that, and I guess time will tell, Lonnie and I may fight at any moment, even on this, on this <laughs> interview. <laughs> don't right. um, we, one of the things we sort of founded this operation on was just to, to leave our egos at the door yeah. and to respect each other's ideas and give, we say every idea gets a shot, you know, when we're writing together, when we're rehearsing, doesn't matter how wacky it is everybody gets a shot. And, I, you know, if we can keep that attitude, that humility, you know, I, I think we're going to be all right. And yeah. we'll, you know, we won't end up like, like Oasis, although right. yeah. in some ways I'd love to end up like Oasis. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. We'd rule the world at that point. And I think there's such a respect for each other yeah. and what each other does separately uh, as brothers. Um, and then uh, not as brothers that it, I think that is the part that is super, um magical is like well i could not do what Corey does Corey can't do what i do i can't do what chad does you know chad can't do what casey does so i mean there's such a respect for each other's craft and what each yeah. guy brings to the table that it's it's fun to watch and and we root for each other and i think that's the big thing it's like man i i root for each one of my, my boys in this band that I, boy I, I couldn't be more excited to be a part of their lives and they can't be more excited to be a part of my life yeah, and it comes through in the music. Like you said, like the music itself speaks. The story is great, but the music itself, I mean, I ain't got you, you know, love it in the moment, you know, all great stuff. They got it all, you know, perfect, perfectly balanced songs. But um, but yeah, and let me ask you about the distance, guys, because you guys are in Oregon right now, you know, Corey and Lonnie. But like the other fellows, I think they're here in Nashville. Yeah. 
how was that the distance factor like is it is it problematic in any way or the fact that you guys were born in a pandemic kind of like made it easier it, it certainly made it easier i think uh as everybody's uh in in the world got used to pandemic-like communication we got used to zoom writing we got used to zoom meetings uh yeah you know um and there's little idiosyncratic things that you have to get used to in that type of communication but we got we got used to it yeah. it certainly hasn't been easy and you know we'd rather just be in a room we'd always rather be in a room together playing rock and roll music sure that's obviously the, the ideal but but we're making it work and we go back and forth a lot you know we're traveling a lot back to music city and then uh here in oregon so yeah Yeah, right on, guys. And guys, let me ask you this. Obviously, you guys have like, you know, you guys have a, a career, all of you, all, like you two and, and the other two successful solo careers way before this. Um, you know, Chad, for example, played with Ben Folds. You guys have won awards, BMI awards, the whole nine yards. What makes the Brethren so special? Because there's something to it. And, and, and I just quite, I, I don't know what it is, but there's something magical to it. You guys have seen a, a bunch of stuff, traveled the world. What is it? What's the it factor with the Brethren? I think it's our connection with um, people, the crowd, our fans. Um, we've been doing it long enough to all of us to, you know, separately coming together and being able to connect with an audience, no matter how big or how small. I think that has been um, the easiest part, actually, just yeah. because we've learned it through the years. Um, you know, we're not just a bunch of punk kids, although we are punk kids, but we don't, we don't act like punk, ki punk kids, if you will, um, as far as like not knowing how to move a crowd, move an audience, move them to tears, move them to laughter, um, and then move them to joy. And yeah. the thing that separates us is every time we play and when people will come to see us, they walk away forgetting about all their problems and the thing that's going on in the world we want when they come to a brethren show or even listen to our music, just be so excited about it, be so stoked about it that they walk away, you know, um, um, they walk away being, uh, what's the word I'm looking Transform. for? Transformed. Transformed. I like that Transcended. word. Yes, Let's there you go. Let's go with that word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it, Corey. From, I think, the rest of the country music world, um is yeah is that excitement that connection and that connection with uh with other humans yeah, yeah no missed, absolutely that we've missed for the last year and a half to two years so i know yeah. i love it i love it and Corey, as a songwriter i mean plenty of hit songs done it all you know all that good stuff tell me a little bit about the process when it comes to the brother when it comes to writing a song because You know, I'm fascinated by the process, guys. So obviously, do you do you like write individually and you bring it to the guys and like see what's going on there? Like, do you have a discipline of doing it like every every day, like a nine to five job? Like, what is the, the songwriting process for you here? Well, it hap for us, it happens every which way. I mean, sometimes somebody will just bring a, in a session a, a single chord progression or a lyric idea. Other times, um, somebody has finished an an idea almost to completion where they you know they've got a verse they got a chorus they got they know everything and then the band kind of just tweaks it and makes it their own so it's a little bit of everything but for me it, it does have to do with the discipline of writing daily it has to do with uh, uh ingesting enough like you can i always tell people when you're talking about songwriting you can't output unless you're inputting so i try to be a reader you know i try to i, try, I listen to a ton of music 
Love and that. I ingest all this stuff because then eventually it, it, you know, it'll come back out um, when we're sitting to write. So it happens all of those ways. But I think one thing that I, another thing I tell people all the time about songwriting is everyone's trying to come up with some new idea, some new lyric, right? Which isn't a bad pursuit, but the, the thing is people have been singing about pretty much the same stuff for thousands of years, <laughs> right. you know, uh, heart, my heart was broken or you put my heart back together. Basically, that's basically all music is about. And so as I say, instead of trying to write something brand new, you know, just, just write something that's true, write something that's true and you'll do it in your own way. Cause we're all unique. You know, we got our own sound. We got our own vo voices, the way we play our fingers. Um, and so, you know, that's it. Don't try to be, don't try to be some original cause you're never going to do it. We're all standing on the shoulders of somebody else. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Don't reinvent the wheel. Just, yeah. Just make you it your own. To. You don't need to just, you know, it'll be unique cause it's you. I'm mean, obviously there's plagiarism, which is not what we're talking about. <laughs> right. 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 But uh, not at all, of course. Yeah, no, perfectly said. And uh, guys, thank you. You're being so good with your time. And I, we're really excited. I think you guys are going to play a song for us. But I want to ask Lonnie, because again, like it, it, you guys are like the dream team. Each one like has like an incredible journey. Lonnie's is no different. I mean, you moved to Nashville uh, when you were like, you know, a young pop, 21 years old. And basically within two months, you were asked to play bass for Petra, the iconic band. And now you're traveling the world. And this is like 21 year old, just got here. Just share with us a little bit about like this like whirlwind period of your life. Like, what do you remember from it? Yeah, I'm just a punk kid from Bend, Oregon, you know, and just moved out to Nashville for a dream. And within a couple months, it happening. And I grew up listening to this band. And you know, think of your favorite band, bro, whether it's U2 or whatever. And then them asking you to actually play for them yeah. was that was something that was so mind blowing to me as a kid from a small town on the far into the of, of the states uh, you know it's ridiculous so to do that and it was just it was one of those moments that was a, a dream come true that I never thought would be even possible and then to win a grammy too on top of that outside you know a couple years after that was just one of those things too that i'm just like there's just no way that that should be happening to to this kid from a small town you know and it's it's awesome when you when you start dreaming things and you you surround yourself with people that uh, aren't just yes people and that will love you and say the hard things to you to help you grow. That's key. Um, those things like that, man, really push you to be a better musician and to be a better person. Um, and that's what I grabbed a hold of from, from a, a small kid from a really rad family, Yeah, you know, that had our back and we surround ourselves with those kind of people now that will keep us uh, focused on the task at hand and the goal yeah. of what we want to do, you know? So so yeah, so that was an amazing moment in, in my life uh, as a young kid, being able to Absolutely. do that. And I'm Absolutely. stoked to be able to do this again now with my brother, Chad, with Corey and Casey, and, uh, and really excited for what's about to happen. Uh, in this yeah, day. yeah, really excited. I mean, the fact that you guys just started, you're already creating this incredible output. I mean, man, the future is super bright and we cannot wait for you guys to rock you know, the world off. Super stoked for that. Yeah. We can't wait. But Absolutely. But Lonnie, Corey, you guys have said it all. Um, thank you for your time. Why don't you take us away with a song? Yeah. Sounds good. We're going to play our, our latest single, uh, Chevelle, for you. We'd love that. Yeah. Thank you, guys. You're welcome, man.
was a kind girl that you remember. And I was a kind boy you might forget. But those sparks were flying long before that summer. But when did it finally came and gave me keys? on that blanket up on the hill overlooking the lights. No one out here but you and I and the glow of the dash tonight. Don't we go good together on the town itself. But it seems like things are getting on pretty well. Hey, my 69 Chevelle. Called me up and I came running over. You said you got to get the hell out of here. I paid a stranger for a cheap bottle of wine. Yeah. And we fueled up, drove into the night. The night. You and me on that blanket up on the no one out here but you and I in the glory of destiny. Don't we go good forever? A love story we can tell. And it started back and then when you took my hand in my sixty nine Unbelievable, guys. Unbelievable. I was, you know, what other art form, and I was talking with like Brandy Carlyle in the Rock Hall induction a couple of weeks ago about this, can make you feel what you guys just made us feel in two and a half, three minutes. There's nothing else. Yeah. Unbelievable, guys. Thank you so much. Nice Appreciate to meet you. Appreciate your time. Pleasure, Jaime. Absolutely. Take care, guys. This has been J Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.